What's up, everybody? I'm Oscar Barkas here with my guy and y'all's favorite, Sam McFadden. And welcome to episode seven of the SOS Fantasy Football Podcast. So we understand you might have gone through your day yesterday just yearning for the podcast and it never was satiated. I know that, that desire. I know that was me. Yesterday. Oh, for sure. I my my entire Wednesday was screwed up. Yep. Um, we unfortunately were extremely busy yesterday. We're extremely busy today, but we're fitting it in because we know how important this is to you, you guys. You guys need this information. <laughs> you need us with you, and we're here to help. But in all seriousness, we really missed out yesterday. Um, we're glad to be back, and this will not be a, a recurring thing. Possibly next week because I'm also very busy, but we'll see. Um, but here's our Thursday episode, our first recorded episode on a Thursday. Um, and we're just going to get right into it. So we've got some news as always, and then we're going to do some a fun throwback into our sleepers and busts and bold predictions and everything, our, some, give some updates on that, and then get on to some starts for week three of the NFL season. So let's hop into the news. Uh, starting this, as always, with some more Antonio Brown stuff. He will never get out of the news. No, I mean, that's it's what he wants. I'm not um, sure he wants this. Okay, yeah, that's fair. This, this news is not what he wants. He wants to be in the headlines, but not for something as serious as sexual assault. Um, apparently... It has been decided that he will not be charged in Pennsylvania for his trainer's claims that he sexually abused her. Um, however, the accuser, his former trainer, met with NFL executives for over seven hours this past week. So there's always the chance that the NFL decides to suspend him regardless of what happened in the legal setting. Right. Um, it's up in the air. There's not much to say right now. Uh, do you think he plays this week? I mean, he does play this week. There's no no uh, risk of that. Um, I think more information from the NFL will come out next week, but this is a guessing game right now, and I'm not wanting to guess. Right. Um, the next two segments are really big, actually, and really sad because quarterbacks that we grew up with, um, Hall of Famers, uh, these were both injured this past week, and this could be the beginning of the end for big names such as Drew Brees and Big Ben. Yeah, hard to watch for sure. It's you know, it's not every day that in the same weekend uh, two potential hall of, two Hall of Famers hall of Fame. Absolutely. Uh, get injured, and you know, it's it's tough to watch. Drew Brees will be back. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, tore tore a ligament in his thumb. Uh, the initial reports are saying s about six weeks, but it's kind of a wait and see toward it sort of thing. See how he progresses. Yeah. So he, um, this happened in the Rams versus Saints game. He uh, was in the motion of throwing, and and uh, what's his Aaron, name? Donald. Aaron Donald hit his hand and had no idea that it happened. And then, and honestly, no one in the crowd knew it happened. I was watching and didn't know it happened. But next drive, the Saints come out, and Drew Brees is not on the field. And they cut to him trying to pick up a football, and he can't. Yep. It was scary, and it's really sad. Um, so this happened in Los Angeles. They were playing the Rams. He ended up staying in Los Angeles for his surgery. Apparently, it went perfectly, is what the report said today. Um, so that six-week timeline is pretty um, achievable. 
I'd say that's best case scenario though. Oh yeah, six weeks. for sure. He's not going to sure. come back faster than that. No, he stayed off the IR, which is good. So they think, so they're pretty sure that he could be back before the eight week point. Yeah. Um. So I that I'd say it's a pretty good chance. It's good news. Weeks. And the Saints' next two games are pretty tough. Um. But the f- four after that are winnable. Um. I don't remember their exact schedule, but they play. Uh, the Jags and the Bucks in that time, and two even more winnable games than that. Um, and so if they go three and three during that time, the Saints are still a playoff team. Um, right. right. So, and they're not they're not in a particularly di- difficult division with the Panthers and the Bucks at the moment. <clears throat> at the moment, it's yeah, it's still wide open for them to make the playoffs. Um, just uh, hope hope he has a speedier cut. Yeah, and comes and, back the same. Yeah, all the best for the Saints offense. Also, um, Big Ben has been placed on IR for the year. He is out. Um, his was also an, a ligament issue, but it was in his elbow of his throwing hand, and they have already announced he is not coming back. I don't even know that he's gone into surgery yet because they're waiting for swelling to go down. Um, but it's not good for. For the Steelers or for Big Ben, I mean, his career was already on the downturn, mm-hmm. and this just puts a bigger question mark on that. He's already come out and said that he thinks he'll play next year. He thinks he has a lot more to offer. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, he'll he'll he will try, but um, it'll be interesting to see what the Steelers do. Yeah, um, they traded for uh, their first round pick this year for Minka Fitzpatrick uh, just this week, and uh, that's. I mean, shows they're not giving up on the season. They think no. they can still win with the team that they have. Yeah. And their um, backup quarterback is Mason Rudolph, who was a he has the classic build of an NFL quarterback. He was very highly scouted, highly graded coming out of Oklahoma State. The reason that he wasn't a first round pick and a franchise quarterback for someone is his arm strength was a concern, which makes. Um, Give some worry into Juju Smith-Schuster's top-end possibilities, but I think that this obviously the Steelers are confident in him, and I think that the Steelers are still a pretty decent team. Um, the only the thing that worries me is not from a fantasy perspective; it's from a real-life perspective. The Ravens look incredible, and the Browns haven't figured it out yet, but they're going to be a better team than the Steelers without Ben Roethlisberger, and. They just traded their first round pick away, and they might not even make the playoffs. Right. Um, I personally am not that worried about Juju. Um, you saw it in the game when Ben was in. Juju almost did nothing when Ben got injured. Mason Rudolph peppered him with targets. Yeah. He had all of his production with Mason Rudolph. I'm not saying that Juju has a as high a ceiling because he sure doesn't without Ben on the field. But honestly. His floor might have gone up. Might be solidified because a, a lot of his points come from the slot. He'll be yeah. doing those short routes that he tries to break out for long yeah. plays. Mason Rudolph can hit those. I think Mason Rudolph's probably one of the better backups in the league. Oh, for I don't sure. Think, I'm not sure he sh- can be a, a productive starter for a whole season or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I think that you can start Mason Rudolph in the right matchups this year. Yes. If they play a good matchup. Um, I wouldn't this week get his first start. I also think that uh, James Conner's okay, and I think that James Washington gets a big boost up. Yes, because because they were teammates. They were teammates back in college. They 
were phenomenal together back in college. They've been practicing the preseason and the offseason together on the second team snaps, so you should see some chemistry there. If he's on your waiver, I would pick him up. Yeah, I'm. I am much more confident that the Steelers' offense stays about the same than the Saints does, and that's not because the Saints' offense is going to take this big dip. It's more that the Steelers weren't on the same level that the Saints were. Uh, yep. But I think that they'll both stay in that 12 to 15 range, um, considering how good their weapons are. Um, but both backup quarterbacks, Teddy Bridgewater and Mason Rudolph, have work cut out for them. Yeah. But they do have very good supporting casts surrounding them. I, I think that the, the New Orleans thing will be more of a 2QB two two thing with Taysom Hill. And also, worrisome, last week when Bridgewater came in, he looked pretty raw out there. He did not look like he, he was comfortable. His footwork was spotty, spotty at best. And he, he wasn't making the throws that were there. Uh, but Michael Thomas, he'll always be open. Alvin Kamara is a game-breaking weapon, so they'll they'll win some games. Yeah, um, the, those are the really big things from this week. Um, we've got some smaller stuff, more injury updates. The first two are wide receivers that have been injured for the first few weeks: Tyreek Hill and AJ Green. Tyreek Hill's update is good. He um, was seen in the locker room dribbling a basketball with both of his hands. And considering his injury was an arm injury, um, that's pretty good news. And apparently he looks to be back in two to three weeks. A.J. Green was seen at practice yesterday for the first time, and he is still running with a limp. So the good news for A.J. Green, or the good news for Tyree Kill, the bad news for A.J. Green. Um, do you want to add anything on that? Not really. I do have a quick question for you, though. When Tyree Kill gets back, is the fact that the other receiving weapons on that team are proving themselves in his absence, does that take anything at all away from him when he gets back? Do they spread the ball out a little bit more, or is he still is he still that top five wide receiver that he was? I don't know that he's still that top five wide receiver. I'd still keep him in that top eight, top ten range, um, just because he is so explosive. All those other wide receivers are really good <clears throat> also. Demarcus Robinson, Patrick Mahomes can't stop talking about him. Uh, Miko Hardman they drafted in the second round, mm-hmm. third round. Third um, round. But, and both of them have proved themselves to be really good. Tyree Kill is just that much better. And he was already a boom-bust guy. Like, he's going to have right, weeks right. with four or five points, but he can also have a week with 40. Um, so I think, I think he'll be okay when he gets back. All right. Um, the next few, Cam Newton is not practicing with an ankle injury. He is most likely out this week. Kyle Allen hasn't been named the starter yet. He's their backup. Um, he hasn't been named the starter yet, but it looks like that's the direction the team is moving in. And the big news out of this is it's an ankle injury, and the team did not know that it was affecting him for the first few weeks. That's at least what they came out and said. Yeah, I don't know how you don't know that your yeah, quarterback has an ankle injury. It makes the Panthers look bad. <clears throat> All right, uh, and then next bit of news. Uh, I think we should run down these players. So just uh, we'll say whether we think they're going to play this week or not. Yeah. Uh, Josh Jacobs has an illness. He was uh, he was on Instagram earlier, and he said that he had lost ten pounds, but he was still practicing. Do you think he plays this week? Uh, I do think he plays. The ten pounds thing is crazy. Um, he must have be pretty sick. But if he's practicing, as long as the team thinks he's healthy. I think he's good. Yeah. 
uh, I don't know. It's a very strange situation. They play Minnesota this week. It's a tough matchup. It's going to be Good tough to fire them up. Um, but you draft him really highly. You most likely don't have a better option, so you're still going to have to play him if he plays. I think he plays this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, next, we got James Conner. So he got injured in the end of last week. Yep. Um, and did not see the field again. Jalen Samuels was in for the rest of the game. And he did not practice today, uh, which is concerning to me. I don't think he plays this week. I agree. And that makes Jalen Samuels a top 15 running back this week. Yep. So fire him up. up. He'll catch some balls. Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy neither practice today. So Damian Williams has a knee injury. LaShawn McCoy has an ankle injury. What do you think? Uh, I think Damian Williams sits. I think LaShawn McCoy will be active. I don't know how much he'll get to participate in the game. Darwin Thompson, baby. Darwin Thompson. I think, you know, he could get some more. He could earn some more reps for himself. But I don't know if he will. They're playing Baltimore. It's going to be really tough. So he's a, he's a good pass catcher. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Devin Singletary didn't practice. Uh, he has an, a hamstring injury. I think he plays. He is very limited, though. If you watched him get injured last week, it was one of those open field, no contact. He just started hopping, which is typical of hamstring injuries. Um, he, The team made him questionable, which is pretty good, uh, considering it was a hamstring injury to start. Um, and I, like I said, I think he plays and he's limited. I don't think he plays. I think they'll sit him this week. I think it'll be Frank Gore's show, and I think he's a good play this week against Cincinnati. I agree. Uh, Marlon Mack, out of practice with a calf injury. Out. You think he's going to be out? I also think he's going to be out. Colts and their calf injuries, man. Yep. Not good, Pretty not sad. good. But I will say, sleeper, if, he, if Marlon Mack does sit, Jordan Wilkins, all the Jordan Wilkins. He had like nine carries for 80-something yards last week. He's really good. Naeem Hines is going to catch a lot of passes this week because the Colts are playing... Uh, who are they playing this week? Uh, the Colts play... They are playing the... I cannot find it. Well, regardless of who they play, uh, the Colts will most likely be playing a pretty good game. Um, and considering how difficult their schedule is. So I think Naeem Hines is a pretty good play also. You could fire him up. They're playing Atlanta. Yeah. That so it's going to be... That last points. Yeah. I think Jordan Wilkins is a good sleeper this week. Sterling Shepard, uh, he had a concussion at the end of last week. We actually have some breaking news uh, on Sterling Shepard on the show. Um, Sterling Shepard was cleared by an independent neurologist after today's full participation in practice and is out of the concussion protocol. So, yeah, the doc note before said that he was expected to be cleared from concussion protocol. Breaking news settles that. I think he plays. He, absolutely. He's at a concussion protocol. Yeah. There's nothing stopping and him now. The Giants need him really bad. Yep, and it's against Tampa Bay. Uh, you can probably play him if you need him. It's tough. <laughs> Daniel Jones is the starter. Um, I would wait and see with that. I would not play Sterling Shepard this week. If you have other options. Uh, Eagles wide receivers, their wide receiver room looks a little empty right now. Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson both were injured last week and are both missing from practice today. 
Uh, I think Deshaun Jackson probably misses two weeks with his groin injury, and Alshon Jeffrey will miss at least one. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about this later, but Zach Ertz looks really good this week. I mean, if, there's no one else to throw the ball. Nelson Aguilar is the only other person yeah. to throw the ball to. If, so. if you haven't already picked up Nelson Aguilar because Carson Wentz does like him and he should see some good work. Yeah, um, it's it's going to be Zach Ertz from last year. It's Yeah. Yeah. Fire him up. Uh, last one, David Njoku is out this week for sure. He suffered a concussion at end of week two, and he might have also broken his wrist on the play. It was a really rough fall. It was. Looked, yeah, he got lifted up into the air. Hard. He landed on his neck and arm. Um, the, they're getting a secondary opinion on his wrist. There's no update on that, but there's a chance he misses eight weeks. Yeah. We might put him yeah. on IR. Right. Um, so that's sad. He's not playing. We won't make a guess on that because we know for sure. But let's go ahead and get into our updates on our uh, early season predictions. Yeah, we'll take turns. We're going to read off uh, the other person's uh, sleepers, busts, you know, bold predictions, prove how right or wrong we've been so far in the season. And the goal is to tear into each other. So we're, <laughs> we're going to get real competitive here. So, Oscar, why don't you start? All right, so Sam's sleeper... His love, his darling, Albert Wilson, and we've Let's talked. We talked about this last week. Um, he had like what he was had it? two receptions for thirteen yards in five plays. Yeah, and he was targeted on four out of the five plays. Um, he would have been pretty good if he wasn't injured, but the Dolphins suck, and they want to continue sucking. So. I think that there's probably a better chance that Albert Wilson gets traded than him ending up a top 40 wide receiver. <sighs> this one hurts a lot. He's <laughs> He needs to come back. You know, if they're going to target him on every play, maybe he has a little bit of value in PPR formats, but it's hard to play a Miami Dolphin right now. Um, yeah, that's, that's a tough one. But you never know. Only two weeks into the season... I hold out hope. Uh, all right, Oscar, your sleeper was Michael Gallup. And that's a big win, except for the injury. Huge win. I'll be honest, huge win. Right now he's the wide receiver 22. A lot of that's from his uh, big game week one. Um, and he is injured right now, but he'll be back uh, before too long. And uh, right now the Dallas offense is humming, and he's on firing on all cylinders with Dak Prescott. So big win for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Your bust was Le'Veon Bell, which was also a hot take. Um, he is currently the RB6, which is mostly a product. <laughs> so he's not he's not playing well from an actual football perspective. He's averaging like 3.4 yards per carry. Um, but he's the running back six in a half-point PPR because he is the only offensive weapon for the Jets right now. So I can't blame you, but also... Bad take, Sam. You don't have to sugarcoat it, me, sugarcoat it for me. It's a horrible take. I've been totally wrong so far. Uh, Levy Bell is getting all sorts of work, and he'll continue to do so. So, great, great take by me. Uh, your bust was James Conner. Uh, another correct take so far. Uh, yes. Unfortunately, I, uh, you've been right on both of those. He's currently the running back about, 24. Baby. He was drafted in the first round in a lot of drafts, uh, and he's been quite the disappointment. Plus, he's hurt right now. Yeah, so the injury plays into a big part of that, um, but he still didn't look very good the first two weeks regardless of that. 
I think he'll probably get back and be pretty good. But also, Big Ben, he'll be okay. But Big Ben does not help his case. No, Big Ben getting injured does not help James Conner's case. So to be looking pretty good two weeks into the season. Yeah, but that's about where my uh, my good predictions uh, end. Oh, so. Yeah. I'm going to take this as a win, do my little victory lap real quick. Take it like him. Before we get into our other three. So your bold prediction was also about Albert Wilson. I said this earlier. Uh, you said that he will finish the year as a top 40 wide receiver. I think it's more likely that he gets traded than end up as a top 40 wide receiver with the Dolphins. But if he does get traded, it would be pretty good for him. Wherever right? he ends up. I, man. Pretty sad. <laughs> oh. I'm, I don't this is what I get make, for putting so much stock into an undrafted wide receiver. I, I just I don't want to even make fun of you that much because I know it hurts you really badly. And uh, it's it's tough when you're wrong because of an injury. It kind of seems unfair, but all the same, I was wrong, and now I look like a fool. Yeah, you do. So on to your bold prediction. This is where it gets a little more fun for me. I don't want to hear it. Uh, Oscar's bold prediction was that Duke Johnson would steal Lamar Miller's job by the end of the season. And to be fair to you, it looked like he might have going into week one because Lamar Jackson had that. Lamar Miller tore his ACL. Tore his ACL. But a little running back by the name of Carlos Hyde, very talented running back, if you ask me. I'm almost crying came in right now. And took over a lot of the work. I'm going to start been out stopping. Stop. And uh, in case you've forgotten, Carlos Hyde had been cut from three teams in the last. Not cut, traded. Uh, so yeah, for he, scraps, traded for scraps. Better than being cut is all I'm saying. Maybe. Carlos Hyde is a great and no, I can't even say that with a straight face. Um, this just proves to me, I, Duke Johnson's looked or Carlos Hyde's looked pretty good, and I think that that's just a product of the Texans' offense being so good. But th- this whole thing just proves to me that Bill O'Brien's a bad head coach. He oh, traded yeah. a fourth most likely third round pick for duke johnson a player who was going to be cut by the browns only to use him sparingly he got eight carries last week and one target that he didn't catch yep um i just i hate to see it and you know i i was feeling so good i felt bad about lamar miller tearing his acl but i was feeling so good going into the season it's not the case yeah, kind of a bad call on your part, man. All right, Not man. All right, all right. So you're, we're going to get into the ADP overs and unders. So Sam's over was Cam Newton. Uh, Cam was drafted as a QB 11 and is now right now is the QB 28 and is not playing week three. So this is tough because I just traded for Cam Newton in what might have been not a great trade, but... I think that Cam's still pretty good as long as he can come back healthy, which he has not done well before. Um, the whole ankle thing, I mean, it, it shocks me that the team didn't know about it. And the, the ankle, limiting Cam's mobility limits his fantasy relevance um, because the only reason that he, we were considering him a top five quarterback is his mobility. So it's just sad that we'll see how this situation plays out, but it's going to be really hard for Cam to beat QB 11, considering how many good quarterbacks there are and his injury. Um, I don't I don't know why we're doing this, because it's just making me feel miserable. <laughs> uh, Cam Newton, you know, 
I, I do not have the same hope that uh, Oscar does in this in this instance. Came in when he was when he played the first uh, week and a half. The running wasn't there at all. He wasn't looking to run. He wasn't there. The ankle was obviously bothering him. Um, the ankle injury is really worrisome. He's definitely not going to play this week. And who knows? Maybe he plays next week. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows how bad that injury is? Uh, and you know, it, it, he was just underwhelming as a yeah. passer. His he took a huge step back from last year. He looked like a shell of himself. Um, and the Panthers are owned too because of it. So. Yes. So tough take. Uh, your other one is actually pretty good. Uh, Tevin Coleman, you had the under on. And this looked bad going into the season considering how many of the San Francisco running backs were getting injured or cut or whatever was going on. And Tevin Coleman was the bona fide starter. And then he hurt. He got a high ankle sprain week one. Um, he was drafted as the RB29. And right now is the RB62. So you're doing pretty well. And the rest of the... San Francisco running back core looks pretty pretty good. So we'll see where Tevin slots in when he gets healthy. It feels a little bad to take my only victory lap so far on a guy who got injured. Yes. So, But that being said, I will accept the That's victory. That's a win. I will That's accept the win. win. You. I will take it. Hopefully it stays. It's it, Hopefully he does not surpass it when he comes back. But that running, uh, that running game looks like a uh, great one, so he could totally come back and oh, yeah. get within the top 25 running backs. Uh, Oscar's ADP over was none other than Kiki QT. Drafted in the 14th round. How's he doing now? Uh, so I didn't look up exactly where he is at the moment, but he is not doing well. I think he has... Six or seven points through the first two weeks. He was out week one, so that is telling. But he uh, he is not with all the weapons on the Texans' offense. He is not looking pretty good. Kiki Cutie currently has one point seven points and half point seven PPR. He's the wide receiver one hundred twenty three or one hundred twenty eight, but based on what your scoring is, uh, he's lost most of his work to y'all's new addition, Kenny Stills. Uh, Kenny Stills. That's kind of true so the the starting two wide receivers are set in deandre hopkins and will fuller they're both getting like 80 to 90 percent of snaps at the minimum kiki kuti and uh kenny stills are splitting that wide receiver three so they're both getting in the 50 percent range of snaps so he hasn't lost all of his work to kenny stills uh, one thing I would also like to add is that Coach Bill O'Brien, when asked about QT after the win over Jacksonville, said that he was and has been okay. So I don't think things are looking so bright for QT. No. I don't think uh, brighter days are ahead, uh, actually. I think the, um, the best case is that he ends up in that should have been drafted in the 14th round. Yeah, I think range. this is a pretty bad pick, honestly. Thank you. Tough, Thank you. T- tough break there, kiddo. Thank you. Tough break. Uh, his ADP under was Kareem Hunt. Drafted in the ninth round, Kareem Hunt is still suspended. Uh, Good take, Oscar! Be, he will be suspended. So right now he is well below the ninth round. Uh, and he will right never now. live up to that. I um, will put so, money on that. You know, good, good take on that one. Woo! Some might, say it was kind of a, some might say it was a cheap shot, but, you know. All right, man. Um, All right. So we're going to, last thing for this update section, we're going to run through our My Guys real quick. I'll do one, Sam will do one, we'll trade off for the three. 
Um, and we're going to start out with Mike Evans. And this one's sad, man. This one's real sad. <sighs> Mike Evans was drafted as the wide receiver 8 in most leagues. And right now is the wide receiver 71. He had a laid a fat goose egg, zero points in week one, and did not play super well in week two. I think he had four catches for like 61 yards. Um, so he is sitting at the wide receiver 71. Yeah, tough week, tough tough weeks uh, for him. Jameis has looked really bad. Um, yes. This offense hasn't been what it was thought to be under uh, Coach Arians. Yes. Uh, Chris Godwin is outshining Evans by a large margin. Yes. And it might continue to be that way. Um, I think brighter days are ahead for him. For sure. Uh, he'll he'll definitely at least be uh, you know a wide receiver too. Most yeah, weeks. I think this offense has turned in instead of Evans being the clear wide receiver one, but Godwin being a very strong wide receiver two. I think it's more of a one's gonna have a wide receiver one week, the other one's gonna have a wide receiver one week, and it's gonna so Evans won't end up in that top tier of guys, which is sad because I really like the guy, and I think he's pretty good. Right. Uh, your first my guy was Nick Chubb. This one's not looking too bad. I'll give it to you, but you were wrong. So I was wrong. He okay. was drafted as the RB eight. He's currently the RB twelve. So, haha. I'll take it, man. Stinks, doesn't? I it? still have less losses than you do, so that's. All right, a big we're taking the low book. blows now. Okay. Um, Nick Chubb has looked decent. He hasn't looked like the. Uh, powerhouse running back that everyone's expected him to be. He's. Flirting around that 3.8 yards per carry range right now. Isn't getting increased targets, which everyone thought was going to be the reason to bump him up. Um, but I will say the Browns offense has looked horrendous the first two weeks, and I think it gets better. I think so, too. The biggest problem is the workload. He just hasn't gotten the bump to his workload that people thought he would. Uh, I think Freddie Kitchens said this week, uh, yeah, I'd really like to get... Uh, Nick Chubb more time more more involved. More, uh, more involved and like that's his job so so he can do that if he wants to I hope he knows that um, and he should but we'll see if he actually does uh, I think the offense gets better as well but it's not a promise I mean yeah everyone was hyping up the Browns and it's tough to live up to the hype oh for sure um, so we'll see no matter what the team I think that I mean, we said this. We we said to cool your expectations on the Browns. They're a nine and seven team, um, but I still think the offense gets a lot better. Your second, my guy, is looking pretty good. I'll say that. Oh yeah. Um, other than the injury bug or the the stomach bug or whatever sickness he has going on right now, and that's Josh Jacobs, got Mister Ten Pound Drop Off. But I will say that he has looked incredible the first two weeks. Oh yeah. Um. He was drafted as the RB18. He is now the RB7. I don't know how long that'll stay true, considering his workload is a concern, but he's looked pretty good. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I know it was hard for you to say um, that I made a good pick, but I did. Um, you want to just get up and do a dance right now? Is that <laughs> is that what you're telling me? Uh, this one's particularly nice for me because Josh Jacobs really was my guy throughout the offseason. Oscar Contestus, I tried to get him in every league I could. Every league. It was very difficult. Uh, a lot of leagues I didn't, um, which is upsetting. But uh, he's looking great. He's looking like the guy that uh, I thought he could be. And the workload is a problem. The Raiders, 
it's not going to be like week one. He had a great week one. It's not going to be like week, week no. one very many times this year. They're an okay team. They're going to lose a lot of games. And They're going to be behind a lot. That's the bad. That's the concern for me. So uh, in negative game script in game in week two, he did not play well. They didn't. They took him out of the game, and he was drafted most thought to be the workhorse, the guy that could play all three downs, could right. catch passes, and they were pulling him for Jalen Richard and DeAndre Washington. But I was right. He's going to be awesome. He'll finish his, uh, above RB18 on the year. And uh, I agree. So, yeah. Uh, your second my guy was Keenan Allen, and this one looks great. Uh, this one looks great so far. Keenan Allen's been balling out. He was drafted as the wide receiver, wide receiver 11, excuse me, and he is currently the wide receiver 8. <clears throat> Excuse me. He uh, he has a good matchup this week, and I don't think the streak is going to end anytime soon. That the the offense is is humming right now. Philip Rivers isn't really putting up that great of numbers, but Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler are getting theirs, and they're going to continue to get theirs. Yes, and I think that this might be a product of Hunter Henry and Mike Williams not being healthy, but both are still unhealthy at the moment, and Keenan Allen is a superstar so i'm i'm feeling good about that one i don't know how much more we need to talk about how good he is uh our last my guy the first few were look looked okay but both of our last my guys do not look good no so your yours is dd westbrook he was drafted at the wide receiver 31 and right now he's the wide receiver 69 nice which is honestly a little surprising i would have if you had asked me blindly, what is he at? I would have guessed lower than that. Yes. He's been pretty non-existent. He had the one touchdown, which probably is all of his points. Ever since Nick Foles went down and Gardner Minshew came in, he has a much bigger uh, report with uh, DJ Chark and Chris Conley. And Marquise Lee. And Marquise Lee than with uh, Westbrook. Uh, which is sad. Which is sad. and I think he's so good. And I think that if they play a team that has a good corner, he's probably going to be matched up on D.D. Westbrook. Yeah. Um, so I don't think this necessarily gets very very much better. Um, we'll have to wait and see, but I don't think he'll live up to that wide receiver three billing that people thought he thought he could be. Yeah, I I don't think so either. Um, Gardner Minshew looks all right actually, um, but he does not like Dede Westbrook. So Oscar's last guy, last of my guy, is Jarvis Landry. And this one's a particularly nice one for me because uh, a couple episodes ago we had a big uh, <clears throat> debate about whether or not Jarvis Landry was going to be good. He was drafted as the wide receiver 28, and so far he's the wide receiver 58. Those are better so, stats than Didi, I will say. Fair. Fair. <laughs> However, I don't you want to hear it. I was so wrong, and I said that the wide receiver 28 is his floor. And I will never live that down. And we'll see. Jarvis, come on, man. You're better than this. You're better. Um, Baker has not looked very good. Like we said, the offense has not looked very good. We're going to see. I have lost a lot of my confidence in him in two weeks. I'm right about where I was to start the season, to be totally honest with you. Cool. <laughs> cool. I bet you feel so good about I yourself. I do. I honestly, I, I, you know, thank you for bringing it up because I do feel pretty good about myself. Well, you need it considering how bad your other takes were. Just, so. uh, just to recap, on a total of uh, eight takes, I had two right so far, 
And Oscar had... Can everyone boo Sam real quick? Oh, I can hear it. I can hear it and I can feel it. Oscar was uh, right on uh, five. Four. Four, four, four takes, takes. And then Nick Chubb Nick is Chubb right is about maybe. where he is. Yeah. So, so I'll through two weeks. I'll concede that you're... Uh, I you, am winning. You're looking like the better take, uh, take right now, but... We'll you see. Know. We're and coming back weeks. with a vengeance. There are there are fourteen weeks of the fantasy season left. We will see. We'll be giving takes on and off throughout the season too. So yeah, we'll continue to update. We've got them all written down. And so. you know, I'll never be wrong again. So you can, well, I can promise you. Okay, that. that's a okay. That's a hot take. Yeah. There's never a, again. there's a hot take right yeah. there. <laughs> so but, on. Uh, Let's get on to our uh, last segment here, our starts of the week at each position. Um, these are guys we think that you can fire up uh, on basically any team, uh, short of a super team in the league. Some of them are guys you can pick up off a of waiver. Some of them are, are bona fide uh, Options. ones at the, at the position. Um, but, Oscar, why don't you start with your QB of the week? Yeah, I think um, we'll get through this pretty quick considering that we don't have a whole lot written down for each guy. But um, I'm going to get us started with Josh Allen. So he's playing the Bengals this week. The Bengals' defense has gotten torched. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, if you remember, had a great week against them. fantastic against them. Last week. And I think it continues. Josh Allen has looked pretty good. Uh, other than Lamar Jackson, he is probably the second best quarterback out of that class from last year through two weeks of this season. Um, and that rushing floor just keeps him steady. And like I said, the Bengals are not very good. No, I agree with you on this one. This should be a pretty good start. My QB, QB start of the week is Jameis Winston versus the New York Giants. Uh, this is people, after. People you might just talk be. Bad on him. People might be hesitant, and I did just talk bad, him, bad about him, but he has good weapons, and he's playing against the Giants. Yes. And if you weren't aware, if you haven't watched football in the last two weeks, the Giants are really bad. People really bad. score a lot of points on them. Really QBs bad. QBs do really well against them. Really bad. And Daniel Jones is now the starting quarterback of the Giants. So I think Jameis Winston will have pretty good field position, or should have pretty good field I position. I think so as well, and I uh, I have no doubt that he'll throw an interception in this game, but I don't think it'll matter. I think I he'll think I think so he'll either. have a couple touchdowns as well. Yeah. All right. Well, my running back start of the week is Mark Ingram versus Kansas City. Uh, they're in Kansas City, which is a hard stadium to play in, but the Kansas City defense has looked okay through the first few weeks, and Mark Ingram has looked tremendous. Um, and I am very confident that this is a high-scoring game. It's going to be the two highest-powered offenses of the league right now playing each other. Um, so I'm I'm excited about Mark Ingram this week. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good pick. Um, I think we said it coming into the season. The Baltimore has one of the easiest schedules for running in the league. It doesn't stop here. Kansas City. Um, they've looked, I think, better than they are. Yeah, the first two weeks of the season, um, I think it, the numbers have been skewed a little bit. They faced Jacksonville and Oakland, not not two powerhouses no. for sure. I think that uh, I think that this will be a great game. I don't think 
I think that both teams will be able to score, and I think Mark Ingram will get plenty of run in the game as well. I agree. I agree. Uh, my running back start of the week is Le'Veon Bell at New England. And this one is a tough one. I almost didn't put this one. I'm a little nervous about it myself, but uh, Le'Veon Bell is going to get all the work in the world in this game. Oh, yeah. He will. Uh, they have Luke Falk starting. Their third string quarterback. And They're most of you are asking, who the hell is that? He's the he's the third string back up to Trevor Simeon is who that is, and uh, he looked subpar when he played week two. Honestly, better than Trevor Trevor Simeon. Better than Trevor Simeon, but he is going to target Le'Veon Bell like all crazy. game long a ton. If you are in a PPR uh, league or have PPR, definitely fire him up. I think uh, Le'Veon Bell. He's not going to have an efficient night by any means, not at all. but he will end up with 15 points yeah. just because they're going. They have to give him the ball to get to move the field. They watch. I think at half last week he had something like 68 yards, and the rest of the team combined for negative eight. So he's the only yes. person on the team that is doing anything at this point. They have to give him the ball. I agree, and if you're lucky, he might just fall into the end zone. So that would be the the perfect situation for him. Um, but I'm going to keep us moving. My wide receiver start of the week is Juju Smith-Schuster. And they're playing the 49ers this week. The Steelers are. And I know I said, Mason Rudolph, be careful this week. 49ers defense has looked all right uh, so far. Actually, much better than they were expected to. But Juju's got to get it going at some point. He looked pretty decent last week, especially after Mason Rudolph stepped in. Um, But he wants to be the wide receiver one in fantasy. Like, he is said on fan, uh, on social media he wants to help your fantasy teams and i think he's wanting to turn it on this week yeah he's going to be he'll probably be shadowed by richard sherman for a yeah. good portion of the game I which think, is tough i i think it's i think it's tough i think it's all right though i think richard sherman's quite a few steps slower than he's yeah i he's mean been. juju juju can most definitely burn him on a couple plays and get open uh, and I think Mason Rudolph will be able to hit him. I think I said it earlier. I think he's going to get uber targeted by Mason yeah. Rudolph. So I, I agree with this one. Uh, my start of the week is John Brown versus Cincinnati. Uh, Oscar said a lot of it when he was talking about Josh Allen versus uh, Cincy. Um, I think this passing attack is going to be able to move the ball down the field as much as they want. Uh, and I don't think Devin Singletary is going to play yeah. much at all, if at all. Uh, and uh, so they might lean a little bit more on Josh Allen's arm uh, to start the game. Uh, and I think John Brown will be able to burn burn this secondary, get open for a long bomb. And Josh Allen has been more accurate than he was last year on those long bombs. Yeah, and I'm going to say something right now that's going to contradict your defense, but I think that the Bengals' offense looks pretty good versus the Bills this week. Um, and that will mean that the Bills have to turn it on on offense also. So I think Josh Allen and John Brown should play pretty well. Um, my tight end of the week is Zach Ertz. So we talked about earlier, the Eagles receivers are all injured, and Carson Wentz loves Zach Ertz, especially when he doesn't have a whole lot of options other than him. And I think he could see, like, 15 targets this week. Oh, absolutely. I think he. I think it's a good bet. If you can bet on that, I think you, you should bet for at least, at least 12 targets um, for Zach Ertz. I think he'll just... 
they're not going to be able to keep the ball out of his hands. No, he's going to get lots of yards. He's, he'll, I, I bet he gets a touchdown, too. Yeah, they're playing the Lions this week who do not defend the tight end well, and I think Zach Ritz is going to just destroy them. We didn't mention this earlier, but Dallas Goddard is also dealing with an injury currently, so just even better One situation. more option, yeah. Uh, my start of the week at the tight end position is Darren Waller at Minnesota. I love I it. Lo- I love this dude. Uh, he is the he's he's one of the brighter spots on this Oakland uh, Oakland offense. Darren Waller has been in on I believe ninety six percent of all plays in the first two games for the Raiders, so he's always out there. Every play has a chance to catch the ball for some yards. He's been targeted eight times in both contests. Uh, he's had uh, plenty of catches. Good in PPR. I think he's easily a tight end one this week. It's a tough matchup against Minnesota, but. Terrell Williams is a little banged up, and he's going to be shattered by Xavier Woods. I think they're going to have to pass the ball, ball to Darren Waller. Yeah. Um, the Raiders are going to have to throw the ball so much this week, especially if Josh Jacobs really is sick, um, and Darren Waller is going to be the guy. Yep. Uh, we're going to get run through our defenses and kickers really fast because we don't talk about them too much on podcasts, but we wanted to throw them in this week just for something a little different. Um, but my defense is Tampa Bay versus that New York Giants offense. I We talked about it with Jameis Winston. Uh, Giants have the new quarterback, Daniel Jones, starting this week. And I think he turns the ball over a few times. It's always tough for a rookie quarterback to get out there. And Tampa Bay defense has looked way better than expected the first few weeks, which I think is not going to continue the whole season, but it should continue this week against the Giants. Yeah, I agree with you on that. It's gonna be it'll probably be a rude awakening for Daniel Jones. He looked great in the preseason, but that doesn't usually translate super well to the regular season. My defensive start of the week is Buffalo versus Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati's looked offense has looked surprisingly great uh, the first two weeks. And it's all been in the passing game. The running game has not looked good. Joe Mixon's been hurt, he's been he's been inefficient. Uh, I think that kind of continues this week. I think it'll be a little bit better, but that offensive line is really bad. I don't think he's going to be able to get a lot of room out there. And Buffalo's secondary is Tremendous. super good. So good. Tredavious White is If so someone good. is going to stop Andy Dalton, it's oh. going to be the Buffalo Bills. More than one person is going to stop Andy Dalton. I don't know. But... He's on a tear. All right. Uh, our kickers this week, mine is Eddie Pinheiro. The Bears kicker versus the Redskins. Uh, Monday, Monday Night Football Classic, Bears versus Redskins. I don't think a whole lot of points are scored in this game. And so I think if the when the Bears move the offense, they're going to just kick the football a lot. Yeah, that's an all right pick. But uh, I, think, uh, I think Justin Tucker versus the Kansas City Chiefs is a little bit better. I think this is going to be a huge scoring game. I think he's going to have a lot of opportunities with extra points and whatnot. I assume that he'll have to kick a field goal, field goal or two, and in, in the process as well. And I, uh, I feel pretty confident saying he's going to be the number one kicker on the week. Oh man, Justin Tucker's <laughs> going to be the number one kicker on the week. You're so oh, smart. Yeah. This is the guy that picks Zachary as the start of the week at tight end. Okay, we we both picked some easy takes, um, <laughs> but you know, kickers don't matter. So no. Well, that's it, and we're really excited that you guys joined us again. Again, we're very sorry about missing out on yesterday's episode. We're here today, and we'll get this out as soon as possible. And we'll be back next Wednesday. Yes.
Um, but again, we really appreciate you guys listen to us, share with your friends. We're on all major streaming services and we'll be back 